welcome to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast, a place where entrepreneurs find their starts into building a business in a digital and technologically driven world. I have spent the past decade building a management consulting firm and learning from some of the most brilliant individuals around the world. This podcast will guide you through the early stages of your entrepreneurial journey from the lens of each entrepreneur guest we have on the show. My name is Patrick Olawa, and I am joined with my co-host, NDO, and welcome to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast. So without further ado, Mr. Constant B, how are you doing? We appreciate having you. You know, how's your day going? How's your holidays? How, how are you doing on that side? Uh, waiting for 2020 to be on. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, holidays, I'm a, I'm a real stickler for, uh, you know, being safe. Staying away from people, staying away from grandparents, you know, not doing unnecessary stuff, you know, but I still, you know, despite everything, I still feel like there was a coming together kind of still with Christmas, maybe a little tighter this year, you know. What made it a little tighter for you? What was, uh, what do you think was uh, the difference this year? I mean, when you got together, I think there was kind of a, a sense of knowing that you were in close proximity to people, you know, and you were taking that chance because, you know, we have that innate thing to just be next to another human being, especially those people we care about, you know? So I feel like it was that, that kind of, that mixed feelings of like, I want to be close to people, but we're social distancing. Before we dive in a little bit more stronger, because I do want to come back to the spring cleaning, how, how let's, let's backtrack a little bit to you now, you as an individual before getting to build this mindset you've got right now how did it all start it or how did it all start rather for yourself um if you want to go to the real beginning uh i was getting in trouble in college and uh you know i was you know young and dumb and you know making mistakes and i kind of came to the point where you know i was listening to other people listen to family listen to friends listen to teachers listen to who you know whoever would give me advice because everybody is willing to give you criticism and advice and it wasn't working uh so i decided to go within and look for the answers within myself i started meditating and and doing everything you want to think about that's internal um and long story short i kind of gained a perspective of the world that for years i just kind of went into the world with this perspective with this philosophy and and my passions were being an artist. So I got out of college and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do art. Um, I kind of discovered poetry and doing performance poetry, spoken word, if you will, at the time, um, doing that and kind of just seeing where things are going and kind of having a perspective, having a philosophy, but not really doing a lot with it. Um, and it was kind of like, I was seeing the trajectory, trajectory that my art and my poetry was taking. And I kind of uh, had, had to make things stop. I actually uh, lost a friend at that time to uh, breast cancer. And it was kind of like I, I had to do a full stop. I had to make a decision about what I was doing. So I was like, I could either keep doing this art thing, keep following the passions, or I could do just full stop and figure out this business thing. Because up until that point, I was doing both and neither was working. I was convoluted. I wasn't happy. I, I ran into a big period of depression. And so I really just decided to just study the business, study branding, 
see what's out there, see what people are saying about making money online and this and that. And, you know, I just kept hammering it in. And I, I, I decided at a certain point that I was literally going to sacrifice years of my youth to studying branding and having pretty much no light on the other end of the tunnel, you know, at, at certain points until I finally, yeah. you know, came up with the system uh, that that was pretty much the application of this philosophy that I had uh, come across so many years ago. So uh, I, I took that philosophy and I applied it to business and lo and behold, it's something that uh, works. I want to touch on that because you, you developed a system with a, in an area that had a lack of system. Yes. If I'm going to say that, is that correctly. So naturally, when you disrupt a system with your own system, or lack there of a system that you're disrupting, what kind of kickbacks did you get for that? I know it's probably, it hasn't been the, the greatest of receptions. Um, well, just people are biased, especially people who, who have been uh, out in the world. Um, they, they want things to work immediately. <laughs> you know, they want to see the, the A to B, where does it connect to money? And, right. I, and, and from my perspective, it's like the money will come if you do the work, if you do the fundamentals, if you if you believe in it, you know, and it kind of sounds cliche, it kind of sounds whatever, but a little bit like magic, but it kind of is. Um, and I, I believe it works in like a magical thing because it's fundamental. It's something that that's not new to us as human beings. Um, you know, I'm talking about things that have worked for the Egyptians, Cleopatra. She was using branding. There's people all it's not it's nothing new. So. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the fundamentals and applying them to modern techniques, modern technology. That's pretty okay, much. So this is this is interesting. So so because <laughs> now we're going into ancient Egypt. And, and this is this is cool to kind of see that the conversation of branding does apply across the board in different timelines. And it's just being able to actually, you know, see, see it, not just go right past it. So what exactly are the fundamentals if there are? you know, some base fundamentals. What are the base fundamentals of branding? You have to engage with people. You can't, I mean, we're human beings. We, nothing's going to happen unless you, you talk to somebody else. That's what we're here for, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? So uh, you may sound simplistic, but, you know, engagement is uh, uh, email capture. Uh, it's this video call. It's, uh, you know, walking down the street with a hat that says, you know, I'm an entrepreneur on your shirt. That's that's engaging with people. People can read that. They see it's on you, you know, on your body. You know, I'm sure somebody does that. It opens up doors, you know, opens up conversations. That's all engagement. And, you know, for me, that's the first step in branding and business is engaging with your target market in, you know, in whatever way is necessary for you to get to the next step. Is that different from marketing then? Or is that because because that's a that's a fine line that I always kind of even myself till today I still see both of them and in some cases get confused branding versus marketing how how are they related are they separated should they be related or should they be separated for me uh, marketing is uh, more so when you have a product it's trying to get people to notice or look at a product or a service. Um, Branding is just your symbology, the something imagery, something that people can see and engage with. So let's say uh, someone's wearing a Nike shirt and you see it's Nike and all the things you think about it, that's branding. 
it's not necessarily you could think of it as marketing because it does maybe lead someone to it. But that's not what that that's not something I would put as that element as being marketing. You know, now, if you see that poster on the wall, that banner on, you know, up on that, while you're going down the freeway with that Nike shoe, that's marketing. That's trying to someone put money into that and they're trying to invoke a response. They're trying to get something to happen. So you'd say marketing, marketing carries a message and branding carries an engagement. Well, that's so that's a way to look at it. Okay. Yeah. Branding is what carries branding is what carries the message. Marketing is I I would say is about trying to create an action. Gotcha. <laughs> now you you mentioned branding alchemists. You know, we, we all know, you know, hopefully we all know alchemy is. And, you know, we're, we're, we deal right here on the DT podcast. We're dealing with our, a lot of people who are starting from scratch, have started from scratch, and are coming up with um, just basic idea concepts, um, but want to turn into a business. So if I'm someone with an idea or a concept, you know, how do you organize yourself from, from zero to business? Where do you start exactly? You start with the I am, you know. And I, I don't know. I, I am is. You know, I mean, yeah, I, go ahead and what him is. I know, you know, we you talk. Know, I don't, I don't mean to get <laughs> biblical on purpose, but, you know, in, in the mm -hmm. Bible, when God was asked what his name was, he said, I am. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, you said God is the Alpha and the Omega. To me, the beginning is the I am. Um, in any language, to be, you know, the I am is the first verb that you learn in any language. Mm. That's the beginning when you get out into the world and say, I am blank, you know? And that may seem like something very small, but, you know, I'm sure anybody on this call, any one of you who's tried and started a business saying, hey, mom and dad, sister, brother, cousin, I'm, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be this. And simply saying that sentence, the response you got, the look you got, you know, whether positive or negative, but it invoked a response. That's the first step. Um, and, you know, I think it's one of the hardest ones to literally look at another person and be like, you know, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a marketer. I'm going to be a finance person. I'm, you know, whatever, you, you know, I'm going to be a baseball player, basketball, whatever. Uh, because once you say it, you, the words have gone out. You've, another person's heard it. You know, whether whatever you do next but someone's heard it, you know, someone, know, you know, said that you had you know, knowledge that you were going to do that, that you made a statement to do that. So to me, that's the first step. That's the first step of a thousand, you know, a thousand step journey. A thousand steps. Now, now I've got a, I've got a question that kind of popped in here um, from, from a, uh, our audience. And this question came in from Lisa asking, you know, is it better than to brand yourself versus your company? Uh, you know, because people are going to buy from you. You know, they know you before they know your name, uh, before they know your company as well. So do they buy, do you brand yourself versus your company? I think um, we're at a turning point as far as branding, as far as business, where personal branding will, won't be a luxury for much longer. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that uh, just through this is just my my you know my my hypothesis is that we're gonna come to a certain point in uh, at least American culture where you have to have a personal brand where you need to be individualized where you need to have a public image 
because I believe there's going to be so many people vying for a certain uh, market share that that's going to be the, the determining factor, you know, is that public image, is that social media, is that personal brand, that little bit of flair, that little bit of honesty and the better uh, way you convey your, your personal story mm-hmm. with your business. You know, people are going to want to know uh, who's behind it. Cause basically if you, if you look at the, you know, the news nowadays with a lot of businesses, you know, when things go wrong, they're definitely looking at the person behind the business, you know, when, when things go wrong in that business is definitely we find out who's the CEO and who was involved, their pictures up on the, you know, on CNN and whatnot. So I mean, to me, it's like, if that's a possibility, let's, let's make public image and your personal brand and your personal story, a part of your business right now, Uh, make sure that that's locked down. And that's something that you're acknowledging in your business uh, before you get to that point of needing to, because usually when you need to do something, the time to prepare for it is already gone. Right. right. I want to follow up with that. Um, so uh, kind of as a follow up, are you what you tell yourself, tell yourself that you are, or are you what the masses tell that you are? If that makes sense. You are what you are. You know, you, I think, believe everyone knows who they are, whether they want to accept that and go with it is a different question altogether. Um, but at the end of the day, you're the only person that really knows who you are and is, are you in congruent with what you say you are and are you congruent with what you're doing? Only you know at the end of the day. Now to flip it to business, which way and direction should you go? Like, let's say I am company A and, you know, let's take like like a, like an Instagram, right? Uh, we've all I've thrown this out there before, but Instagram wasn't their intention. It was not pictures in the beginning. No. And it, yeah. So they were a travel app. <laughs> exactly. So with, with a with a photo feature. <laughs> with a photo feature that everyone started to love. So as a business, what is it in your best interest to interest to do what everyone loves about your business? Or is it in your best interest to be what you want to be as a company? When it comes to a business brand, engagement will inform you. I always tell you, you know, people, you always ask me a lot of questions over the years. You say, well, well, how do I know this? And how the people will tell you. Mm. If you're engaging with, you're engaging with your right market, you're talking to the right people and you're saying the right things, they'll tell you when to do whatever. People love suggesting things. Those are my favorite customers or clients, whatever you want to call the people to say, hey, you should do this. Mm. You know, that's where that little phrase, the customer's always, always right comes from. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess. Now, now, see, I've, I've struggled with this a little bit because the idea of, and, and I think I kind of relate to a lot of people in this scenario, the idea of a personal brand and a business brand. So for years, I have stayed behind the scenes always. I've always been, even until today, I'm still that guy that stays behind the scenes. And um, everyone around me know I do business. That's a fact. Everyone understands that. Everyone knows that. But do I project my business personality forward? No, I don't. My business has its own brand and personality. And then I have a separate brand and personality. Not until a little bit more last year, I started looking at, okay, where do the two of them connect? And where can I present both of them together at the same time? How do you effectively do that? How do you, how do you brand, you know, because 
at the end of the day, I, I always look at it like the, your business is, holds your core value. The value that you hold for yourself should, in, te- in, in, in essence, project into your business. So be it a CEO of a company, their brand, that personal value will project into that business. So it's how do you effectively brand that? So that way, you're, you're, or should you keep that separated? I guess that should be the other question. How do you brand it together or should you keep it separate? I think it's impossible to even separate them. You say that, oh, you weren't doing a personal brand. I would say you were. I would just say that you hadn't gotten to the point of acknowledging that as uh, as a separate element of your business. Mm-hmm. Not separate in that it's separate, but that this is an element. This is an actual tangible, if you will, thing that's going on and you catering to it and fostering it like you would a plant, if you will, and watering it every day. Even though, you know, because it's possible to say that you're you're doing business and that people know you and know and say that you didn't have a personal brand. Gotcha. That's the that's the strongest part of your business is the invisible parts, the parts that you can't point to, the parts that you can't say here is this and that. That's usually the strongest part of your business. One uh, one a way to look at that is uh, referrals and the conversations that people are having about your business that you'll never ever hear about. This is something that uh, you can look at when people have negative reactions to your business. They have statistics to say that people who have negative reactions to your business, they're never gonna tell you. That's just the person you're never gonna hear from uh, from ever again, you know? So that's what I say, it's the invisible parts and. Uh, the, to go to the question about you know separating the business and the personal, to me, you have a personal brand. A business for me is a vehicle to my goals, to my dreams. Right. So any brand or any business to me is only as good as its ability to get me where I want to go you know, or where I need to be in life. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who have had successful businesses. And I've watched, you know, many documentaries about people, you know, talking to this exact thing of having things go successfully, having money and realizing this is not where I want to be. This is not where I wanted to end up. All the doors open, but in the wrong direction, you know? So like I said, to me, a business is only as, as, as valuable to me personally as if it's in line and congruent with ultimately where I see myself going and where I see myself in the future. That was a perfect segue. I want to touch on, you know, well-known. Um, this is your media company that you've made with that basis. And I mean, this allows you to use, you know, your your mastery of, of branding, of marketing, of, of internal operations, of, of just reaching out and engaging. Um, but you always talk about the divide between the marketers and the layperson, and you're up to a couple things um, right now that is putting those things to the test. So please touch on a little bit of what well-known media is all about, and then touch on your hypothesis of, of that divide between marketers and the layperson. The reason I'm aspiring to be a branding consultant and doing what I'm doing as far as this uh, business is because I'm someone I know I can trust. When I was going about and, and, and looking at other businesses and, and, and mentoring under people who were doing thousands of dollars in, in business, you know, over conversations, um, one of the things I noticed was that 
Um, I lost, I lost my train of thought there. Um, One of the things you noticed when you were doing up is especially when you uh, started, you know, art and all that, uh, um, started to congruent. Oh, what I was uh, there. Oh, there you yeah, Thank you there. Uh, what I was, was that, um, there, there was, it was great. There was, you know, everything you expect from, you know, businesses and people and communities getting together, but there was people who were using those communities to prey upon women. Uh, mm. it, there was things that were going on as far as how people were approaching business that I did not like. And I felt like I was contributing my creativity to that. And it felt like I was complicit in it, mm. you know? So in my journey to, 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 uh, you know, studying business, I found that, you know, maybe I could create something that I could trust, right. you know? Because I had been comfortable lending my power to other people for so long and seeing where that was going and seeing that it was not going in the direction I liked. So the reason I created this is because for first and foremost, I know I'm someone I can trust and that through this, I can do honest business. And if I can get other people do, to do honest business, what is ultimately what I want, then that's a win-win for me, you know? As far as the divide, when I was studying business, um, I started to notice that some of the tools that the big businesses were using, the big brands were using, McDonald's, uh, you know, Nike, the Facebook pixels and the things that follow you around, the ads that follow you around on the Internet. You know, I was noticing that those things were within my grasp, SEO and, you know, passive income. These were things I was able to achieve. And it seemed like to everyone around me that these things were only tools of big business. There seemed to be a huge divide between what people were using as far as tools for their business and what was actually available. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. Uh, because there's, there's, a, there's the understanding now on the flip side of it that you do need to have a lot of capital, a lot of major capital to drive successfully brand creation and a brand recognition and brand awareness. But like you just mentioned, it's not only something that's there, that's there for the major players. It's, it's something that actually can be available across the board for someone that's just getting started from scratch. Can you, can you talk a little bit, or can you touch on that, that aspect of someone in a foundational level? How do they, how do they tap into that power of you know what you just talked about, like the the SEO and the the pixels and and being able to to build a brand and a business today. You know, one of the easiest things that a person can do starting out is to create a list. You know, email marketing. That's the thing that's going to keep your business going. As the phrase is, uh, you list to exist. <laughs> so having a list of people who you engage with, who like, who love how you engage with them, um, who you know who what their passions are, what they like, that's value. That's what all the hubbub about Facebook and their information and how they're using it is all about. It's about the power of information. So if you have a list of people who like you, who you know 
uh, respond to things in a certain way, that has value in of itself besides connecting it to whatever personal brand you may have or whatever product you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you can make money off that. You know, you have people who for years have been blogging. You know, it's very easy to start a blog. And if you have something you're passionate about and you're willing to talk about that and you're engaging with people in the correct way, there's not a reason you shouldn't be able to earn money from SEO. People just going to that page. My thing is about using all these different aspects in concert and making them into one system. But it's it's it, it, any one of these things or something that can be a spoke on your wheel of business and get the you know, get the needle moving. Okay. So, oh, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead, Patrick. I was just, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say that that spoke on the will. You know, what, what would you say would be some of those things that, you know, a startup, someone that's just from ground zero, like you just mentioned, um, an email list. It took me forever to even grasp my head that I need to start creating an email list, uh, and until I, I, I saw the, the, the benefit of it. But what, are, what are some of those things that? people need to start having in mind besides an email list and building a brand. What are some of those spokes on the wheel? I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of them, but some of the, some key ones that people need to have in the beginning. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who will get a website, will get a .com, but keep using a Gmail email. Mm. If you have a website, if you have a .com, you should be using a .com email or using your website email. And there's free services out there where you can set up, you know, your, your, your email server. There's, there's, there's tools out there that you can use. But that, there's no excuse to have a website and be paying for that, paying for hosting, paying for a domain, and not utilize that email. So when you're sending emails to clients, to potential people you're engaging with, they see that bit of branding on that email of that dot com because you're already paying for it. There's no reason not to. That's that's just one thing. Uh, As far as other spokes, um, like I said, a blog. If if you want to get started, one of the easiest things to do is a blog, Um, a Facebook group. These are kind of these all things I put on in the realm and the element of engagement. These are things that don't necessarily take money to do, but are foundational in your business and will generate money for you if you have them, if you have that list, if you have that Facebook group, if you have people you're engaging with, if you're ready to do what you're you're doing out there, you know. But along those levels, I mean, so you, you told us about, you know, the engagement. But what what is well-known media and how does that bring what you've been talking about to the table for people? Well-known media would be the the educational aspect of my branding consultation. So this would be the place that you can go to and literally sit down and learn about and digest some of these concepts I'm talking about, Uh, you know, because you can't always just, you know, come to the. to the to the to the fountain and get it from me all the time right Um, because that's not that's not what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to be uh someone's it was called web developer or your branding consultant every day that you keep coming to i'm trying to to set people up to be successful that i can come back later and tap them 
or I can come back later and know if I send them a referral that they're able to catch that business and, and do something with it. And because, you know, you send somebody a referral and the other person on the other end does bad business with them, that looks bad on me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably someone that I probably burned for business that I probably had a good relationship with. So it's, it's, it sounds like you're putting people all on, on the, the same page as far as business yeah. practices. Yes. To create so like I, you. Go ahead. I, I want, I want, people to to not waste their time because I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. So one of my biggest things in implementing in the business, one of my goals is automation. What can I automate? What can I have something sitting there and forgetting? You know, how can I really create passive income? You know, where I wake up and there's money. You know, I've achieved it. It's, it's incredible. You wake up, you're like, wait. <laughs> You know, and I've, oh, wait, I, I've, more. <laughs> I've emailed people and they're, you know, why, why did you, what? And people just like, I just liked your brand. And I'm just like, that's, that's passive income. You know, so what automation is one of the things I'm looking at. Um, what I want for, like I said, I can trust me and I want other businesses that I can trust. If I set up people to do honest business, to do on, honest branding, to to speak their story and be congruent, you know, that's what I want around me. That's ultimately what I see. If I'm successful, other successful people are going to be around me. I want to share the wealth. I want to share in the joy. And I don't want to feel like that person next to me. Uh, I don't know where what their business acumen is. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know that person I'm tapping. We're on the same page as far as using the best tools. Mm. You know, I don't want to have to get on that learning curve if I'm doing business with someone and have to teach them SEO and have to take time like okay, I gotta teach you SEO now or I got to teach you personal branding and have personal style or, you know, or about your story and how to convey that, you know, that's all that all takes a learning curve. You know? It's like everyone's on the same page to so use an al- analogy. Um it sounds like you're almost like a let's call it um uh I don't know, I'm picking Miramax. Let's call it Warner Brothers. Right. And you have directors that you trust, that you know how they put out, you know, best the best blockbuster movies. But, you know, their process, you know, they're going to going to be a return. You know, everyone is going to be involved. And I feel like you're trying to do that and honor and like a, a lay person to, you know, to say lay person, but in a small business way of a circle, you can trust that people will perform and be as efficient as possible and have their ducks in a row. Is that pretty close to? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, and then it becomes its own, its own thing because, you know, each person that comes to it would, you know, contribute their own thing because I, I only have the things I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. If someone comes to me and, you know, they, they want to be you know, a rocket engineer, I can't tell you much about that. If you tell me about the business, I can tell you about how to brand you, you know, Mm -hmm. But I don't know the day to day about being a rocket engineer. That's not what I'm passionate about. But, you know, lo and behold, if they if they come to learning this this basic format to learn this system, the next rocket engineer learns from them. Mm. And also I get another metaphor, a different way of understanding this metaphor of business that applies to a rocket engineer, because every term and every different terminology is not going to respond to every person. You know, if I talk about research and development, yeah, someone who's in marketing is going to, you know, be keyed into that. 
you know, but if you're talking about, you know, beginning, you know, if you're talking about being a yoga instructor, I'm talking about research and development, you know, that's not necessarily something you're going to respond to. But if I talk about, you know, engaging with the people who are going to be most into your brand and the essence of your business and the spirit of your business and putting things in that different term, that's something that's going to respond to that yoga instructor. So it's about also kind of creating a catalog of, of terms and industry that for myself and for the business alone that I can look to and be like, look, here's the metaphor that's best for you that puts you and creates this vehicle for where I think you're trying to go and puts it in the best terminology and having a plethora of terminology that I can go to that helps those businesses. Using this one basic metaphor and system that I have. That's amazing. So right now, I know you're you're putting this to the test and uh, I think that's amazing. You you put your money where your mouth is with the divide between marketers and the lay person. Talk about what you're doing right now to put the idea of, of branding and engagement and, and to be honest and a historical basis, which means, you know, your, your process is, is truth and, and, and more or less words. So how are you putting um, your personal truth about all this, the branding, marketing and engagement to the test right now? I have to, I feel like in business and in life, I have to justify everything. So I don't assume anything. I said that earlier. So there's a lot of things that when you come to business and you say, I want to start a business, you know, let's think of like an office. You immediately say, well, I want to do a business. I need to have an office. Mm-hmm. That's an assumption. You know, you haven't proven necessarily that that's true for your individual brand or your individual business. So for me, it's about literally going to the scale and zeroing and everything on that scale has a weight to it. So anything on the scale of my business, if I'm not using it, that's a weight. And if I zero my business with that on there, that's something I'm carrying around with me. I don't want anything superfluous in my business. I don't want anything that's a dead weight. I consider a tool that you can't use a weight. So you say, oh, we need a telephone. I, I don't assume that, you know, I know it's something I need a telephone. I know that is, you know, but it's just, but that's my approach. You know, I even take my thoughts as being something like that. If I have thoughts that aren't useful to me, that aren't going to uh, align with my business and I don't need, those thoughts need to go. And that's a psychological, you know, a philosophical approach to it, if you will. But that's how I'm approaching everything. So right now I'm, I'm creating my minimal viable product. I've uh, developed a pretty much a mobile office. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to figure out, like, can I create an office space without creating an office space? Kind of bringing it back a little bit back again to the spring cleaning, because what you just mentioned as far as, you know, the weight, being able to have the, the proper tools. And earlier you talked about the spring cleaning perspective. How often do you need to or do you recommend businesses, you know, reevaluate, go through that spring cleaning of their business, looking at, you know, the processes of funnels, cutting out some of those dead weights and things like that? How often do you suggest it for yourself or do you suggest it for others? I mean, it would be easy to do it quarterly, but, you know, you should be setting goals every week as far as hitting numbers every week. And that should tell you, you know, as far as your process, what things are actually, you know, making that needle move, making, uh, making sure you hit your numbers, you know? 
So you look at your process, you break it down and, you know, do you need to take that coffee break at a certain time? When are you taking that coffee break? When are you, you know, going to the bathroom? Uh, how many distractions are coming on in your life? Because, you know, every they say every time you get distracted, it's going to take you about 15 minutes to get back online, you know? So maybe that little, that, that notification on your phone that you look at, you know, maybe that's detracting from your business, you know? I, I'm, I'm going to say it, but, you know, your spouse, your relationship, you know, that's something that's going to affect your business, something you need to look at, you know, making sure I'm not saying it in a negative way, but making sure like in your business, like, hey, am I spending enough time with my significant other? Mm -hmm. How is that balanced with my business? You know, having those those things on the plate so that they're not coming up later. And being something that's going to hold you down. And so, that's, that's, a, that's a solid point, you know, you know, with, with regards to that evaluation, because being able to, to do that frequently, it allows you to kind of gauge. And, and then we had a guest, um, uh, you know, a couple of episodes before that. Um, she also mentioned something similar to that sense where she said the individuals or what you're doing and how you're doing it. Are you spending time or are you investing time? you know, in that, in that regards. And it kind of correlates to what you are just talking about within the business aspect and evaluating your business. Are you spending time? Meaning are you, is it costing you to run whatever process you're running or are you investing into more of that same process? And so, so that's, that makes a lot of uh, a valuable points, you know, in that, in that regards uh, that, you, that you're bringing in there. Now, here's the, here's the thought process now would be, as we're, as we're kind of looking in regards to uh, wrapping up for, for the day, it's how do you advise someone that's, you know, what are, what is some, some, if people have to leave with a solid information, a solid lesson from today, from your, from your conversation, what would you want it to be in that sense? Your most valuable resource is where you've already been. It's your story. So if, if, if you ever get lost and you're like, where, where should I go in my business? You just have to look back at your past. You have to look back at the things you, you're, you, you know, it's cliche, but what you're passionate about. And it may be some things that maybe you didn't look at, you know, that you always go to. Now, we mentioned me being, uh, I said, a branding alchemist. We talked about alchemy. That's something that I have just integrated into my business because I realized that the one thing that I'm really passionate about and the whole thing that is the, the defining thread through, throughout everything I'm doing is transformation. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I, the thing that when I'm step, stepping to a piece of paper and I'm getting ready to draw, I'm, in, I'm interested in the transformation of my ideas onto that paper. When I stand in front of a mic and I'm doing poetry, my passion is the transformation of my ideas into words and how that affects the people in the crowd when I see their faces. And I know that I've transmuted my words into their mind and they've gotten it. For branding and business, my passion is transmuting other people's ideas into something that wasn't there before or something that is more efficient than it was before. It's about transforming it into something that, that it wasn't a greater thing. So that's why I say I'm a future branding alchemist, because that is what my passion is. It's about transmutation or transformation. And that has been something that has been true about my life since I've been a child. I can see that 
as the defining line all throughout my life and the real thing that I really am passionate about. You know, I used to think it was just, oh, I, I really like to paint or I really like to do poetry and da, da, da. And I've, I've had, uh, you know, exes who, you know, thought that I was uh, I do, on, on the spectrum because she, I kept changing things I was interested in, you know. Mm-hmm. But really, it was about transformation. That's what I love. So, yeah. like I said, if, if you want to know, you know, what direction to take in your life, you've already been leading a map. You've already been leading a story. You just have to stop and think, what is the story been? What is the theme of this story? If somebody was reading this story, what would it be about? That's going to tell you what you're going to do next. And those are your most valuable resources. You know, what did you used to play? Who do you know? You know, what do you dream about? What did you used to dream about? You know, what do you know a lot about? that maybe you don't want to know a lot about. You just happen to, you know, you, you're passionate about croquet, you know, or, cro- or crocheting, excuse me, you know. <laughs> that that could be one of your most valuable resources, you yeah. know, and you're, you're sitting there focusing on just business and this one thing, but, you know, you're over here doing this and lo and behold, you have a community there that that you're already engaging with, who are already passionate about the same way you are about crocheting. That's a resource. Gotcha. Use it. That's 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 awesome. I think it's uh, and I may be butchering the quotes, probably. So I'm gonna just paraphrase it. I think it was Maya Angelou who mentioned, uh, "You never know where you're going until you know where you've been." Um, and I think I think that was a saying that uh, the quote that she has, and that is similar to this. And that saying made sense. What you just said right now, as far as your most value, I had to write it down. Your most valuable resource is where you've already been, which is your story. And that is what creates this future that you get to to build. That that I mean that that in itself was amazing to just piece that information um, as a brand. That that really helps to to understand things better, you know. In that in that value there, being able to now, would you say that story? What if you want to change the story? Then that means your brand becomes the change. Then I would imagine. And you can change the story. It's up, you know, like I said, we said earlier, only, you know, you know, what's most congruent for you. You know, when you sit back and say, you know, I'm really this only, you know, if that's really true, you know. So it's about looking at those things. And if you, you know, if you want to look at your past a little bit differently, by all means, do that. You know, if you feel like the way you look at your past is not going to get you where you're where you're going, if it's holding you back. Mm. You know, you need to break this. I hate to go to this, but, you know, you got to break things down to have a breakthrough, you know. So, you know, you break down who you are, break down, you know, those things and and look at them, not assume them. You know, if you have a relationship with your mother that, you know, you need to change and maybe you need to have a different aspect, you know, do that. Explore that. You know, if you feel like, you know, how their 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 perception of your business, you know, it affects your affects how you you navigate. I spent a I spent a, Andy watch. I spent a whole year engaging with my family, with the express you know impetus being I wanted to engage better with my business. I wanted to make sure my relationship with my family wasn't something that was going to come along later on, and affect my business. You know, 
So I had to, I, I went to my family, I, 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 I challenged them. I said, I need to know what our relationship is. Mm. I need to know where I stand with you before I set out on this journey, because I need to know if something happens down the road, how I'm going to maybe react to that. If that makes sense. It does. I want to touch on something. Um, it kind of leads us, us back to your minimal viable product. And I, I don't want to let this escape. Um, you know, uh, we're almost you know wrapping up. But please touch on this office space without an office. Please touch on the, the minimal viable product that is everything and the culmination of everything you just talked about. Because I think that's super exciting and just a testament to how you uh, you know you test every everything you you say is truth into business marketing and engagement. So I spent this time during COVID uh, to to kind of piece together a space for myself uh, that that could be going back to, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, could recommend for someone starting out is I, I, I believe if you after you say you're going to do something, one of the best things you can do for yourself is create a, a, a visual representation of that thing you're trying to do. Create that little space for you in your house or in your garage or whatever that looks like what you're trying to do. So it takes some of that pressure off you of keeping it all in your head. So you can sit down and go somewhere and be like, there it is. That's what it looks like, you know? So for me, my minimal byproduct, it's a, it's a, you know, a 10 by 10 tent canopy, you know, where I have artificial wood floors and uh, solar lighting, uh, a desk, a, you know, a chair that I can all, I can fit into a, a, a wagon, you know, and I can sit up at the park and, you know, you can walk in and sit down. There's two chairs like you would have in any office, but it's something I can move around. You know, mm. it's not and I don't have to pay overhead for, but it's something that I can go to. And before I get a client or before I, you know, put money into this and that, it's something that's just for me that I can go here and say, this is where I start. This is where my consultation begins. This is what it looks like. So in the beginning, it's not so much as gaining new things or gain. It would be literally just taking that office and translating into another office. Mm -hmm. Or even if it doesn't happen, it's an office, you know, but I have a, a small start that doesn't cost a lot of money that's useful for me that I can use to get information, to do that research, to engage with people and give people a sense for me and for them about what I'm about, what you can expect from me in the future. Yeah. I believe that's powerful. Being able to have visual, I put a lot of emphasis on the mental and, and, and philosophy, but I, I'm a visual person, I'm an illustrator. So I also put a lot of weight into having visual things that you can look at. If, if you're an artist, create a little art space. If you want to be a financial advisor, buy a, 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 you know, a stock ticker that goes across your wall, you know, have something there that, that signifies to people and to yourself. That's what I am. You can see it. It's right there. Yeah, it makes it it makes it more real in that sense. And it allows your vision, your 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 third eye, so to speak, to see it even more. I'm a very visual person, so. That is something that 
I, I, I like that description for people that, are, that may not be very visual. Um, it really helps to have this description that you just, that is, that's powerful, right? <laughs> Say what? That is, powerful. that is a, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great piece to, to sort of um, wrap up our conversation with, but I, I definitely, um, I will speak very strongly when I say this, you know, with regards to the, the message and the information that you've shared with us, uh, with the community and really breaking down things in a lot of different ways from, you know, just looking at branding, not necessarily as this huge thing that only conglomerates and corporations can do, but more so looking at branding from an individual perspective and how that separates or how that can be blended within your business. And now concluding it with this conversation of that vision, that that sight, that you're creating something that you can see physically, you know, in that in that sense. And and I like that. I, I like how all of that kind of comes in together. So, uh, constant thank you. This was this was such a great this was such a great conversation to have with you, uh, Andy. Uh, you know, I want to pass it back over to yourself, but <laughs> I just want to say thank you. By the way, uh, from my wow. community, this was a great. Uh, conversation, you know, in that in that regards. So for myself, I'm Andy Yo, from our special guest, Constant B and Patrick Olawa, we just want to say thank you for being part of the Digital Tech Motor Podcast. You know where to find us, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the above. Just type us in and just let us know, give us comments, let us know if we can get better, bigger, stronger, faster for you guys. But from all of us at the DT Podcast, we want to say take care, ask questions, and you're not alone. We're with you. Please be part of the community, invite people. We love you guys, and we're in the fight with you guys. So don't think you're just alone. Take care, guys. Bye.